I want to say this morning, number one, real moms aren't fake. Real moms aren't fake. If you're a mom this morning, I think that we ought to look at the Word of God and say, what does the Bible say as a mother I'm supposed to be? Well, the Bible talks a lot to women. If you read Proverbs 31, that's a lot of uh, one chapter we go to often, but it's more than just Proverbs chapter 31. I'm thankful that as we go through the Scriptures, there's great examples of great women of faith in the Bible. That there's some great examples of women of God who took seriously the roles that God had given them and desired to make an impact and difference uh, in the world that we live in. Uh, I remember uh, growing up, uh, my mother praying. I remember uh, you saw that video, the boy wandering into the room, seeing his mother praying and reading her Bible. I, I, I've done that dozens of times with my mother. Caught her praying, caught her reading her Bible, uh, walked into a room looking at her on her knees praying. I, I walked into rooms several times listening to her pray aloud and saying my name before God. Uh, that was not a fake thing. That was a real thing. That was in the quietness of the night. That was uh, when nobody else was around. That's when nobody else uh, could see or nobody else knew. And, and I believe God allowed me to see things like that growing up so that I could know something about my mom. And that was that she was real. That she was real. Uh, because real people make a real difference. Uh, if we're going to make a difference in a generation uh, of today, and by the way, we need some godly women to make a difference today. Uh, we need some godly moms to make a difference today. We're going to have to take serious what our role is, that you're a mother, that you're a nurturer, that God has made you uh, for a specific role, a specific task, a specific purpose in life. And can I say this openly this morning, publicly? That is not second rate or second class to anything. That is first class, 100%, what God made you for. Embrace it, love it, fulfill it. Do it and say, hey, listen, nobody can do what God made me to do. That's the truth this morning. Moms, nobody can replace you. Uh, you are, ir- ir- come on, dads, how many know that we know that when she gets sick, don't we? <laughs> well, wait a minute, because you're, you're, mom's sick and she still does her job. When dads are sick, we like everybody to take care of us. Pay attention, you know, attend to us. Uh, men need a nurse, and women uh, continue to nurse while they're sick, nurse their own wounds and nurse other wounds. Why? Because they understand the great responsibility that they have. Hey, husbands, love your wife. Love your wife the way Christ loves the church. Give yourself for her. Uh, I, I said a couple times in jest, but I said Happy Mother's Day to a couple guys. I said, I'm saying it to the men because I want to remind you, uh, remember, it's Mother's Day. On it, when it's Father's Day, we want we want you know, credit, right? Hey, you know, look what I did. But, uh, you know, I, I hope that we understand. I hope we understand that uh, without, without her, you know, we wouldn't be the dad that we are today. Without her, we wouldn't be the father that we are today. And, I, hey, ladies, you need your husband too. But what I'm saying to you this morning is don't be fake. Be real. Don't be fake. You say, what are you talking about? Well, sometimes there's this, there's this facade in our society to be plastic, isn't there? I mean, to just pretend to be something that we're not. I mean, we need some real faith in our church. I mean, we need some real men and women of faith. The the Bible says that faith is necessary, and without faith it's impossible to please God. So it's necessary for, and it's impossible to, to please God without faith. And the Bible talks about these women, and he said, hey, listen, they had an unfeigned faith. It was real. I wonder... Is your faith a real thing? 
Does it keep you? Does it constrain you? Does it compel you? I mean, is it something that you say this morning? Boy, I'm living my life by faith. I'm not living my life by sight. I'm walking by faith. I'm not walking by sight. I'm trusting in the precious promises of God. Because, hey, listen, it's tough to raise kids today, isn't it? It's tough to have a family today. We're living in a country that's attacking the family, that's attacking the institutions of marriage and attacking the institutions of the home. And by the way, that didn't just start this decade. It started decades ago. And maybe we're just being a little bit more attentive to it today. But can I say this? The battle's not over. They haven't won. And we need to get busy back into being and fulfilling the God-given roles that God has given us. Homes need moms. Husbands need wives. We, we cannot do it. You cannot, we cannot have a home the way God intended us for us to have a home without a godly mother. And by the way, Timothy would have never been. We don't hear anything about Timothy's dad. I, I don't know here in this passage of Scripture. It doesn't give reference to the dad. But it does talk about the mom. You know, you know what that tells me? Hey, if you're a single mom here today, it's still possible. If you're doing it alone, it's still possible. If you don't have help, it still can happen with God's help, uh, with God's power, uh, with God's uh, ability. Hey, don't think that you're second class either. Because, hey, with God, all things are possible. And God can fulfill where there's an empty spot or where a role's not being fulfilled. I'm thankful uh, that that is the, the great thing about the local New Testament church, isn't it? That even though, hey, listen, even though for Timothy, Timothy needed a a father figure and Paul stepped in, didn't he? You know what that shows us? Hey, there's some there's some ladies in here that are doing it on their own. You know what the church's responsibility is to help be the godly men and influences in those ladies lives and in their children's lives and, and, and do our best. To see that family uh, raised up for the Lord Jesus Christ and to his purposes. And can I say this? It's still possible. It's still possible. Nothing's impossible for God. Nothing's too hard for God. Don't throw in the towel. Hey, listen, I know something. It's difficult. Day in, day out. It's not easy. And no, it would be easy for us to fake it than to really do it. Because, you know, sometimes we have that pressure, don't we? Well, to put the facade on or to fake. Your kids need to see, see something that's real. You say, what are you talking about? Well, aren't fake. Well, have a real walk with God. Have a real walk with God. Uh, a real walk with God is not just going to be inside the church house. It's going to be outside the church house. That means your walk with God, your testimony. Keep your testimony. Uh, let your kids see you model something. Hey, how about this? There's, there's something that needs to be mod- modeled in our world today besides what the models in the world are modeling. Come on, that's what our, our young ladies are looking at and thinking that's what it is that they need to be. No, 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 no. There's real women in here that love God, and that's the example we need to put up. That, that's the example. Because, hey, we need, we need some, some women to model modesty today. Uh, we, we need some uh, women to, to model uh, submission today to the Holy Spirit of God, to their husband's leadership. I mean, there, there's something that's to be said. We're not seeing that in the world, but can I ask you a question? Is it working out there? It's not working. Uh, marriages are not strengthened as a result. Uh, we're, not, we're not seeing a positive impact in society as what the world in the direction of the modern family is going. Come on, that's not just a sitcom today. But that sitcom is probably a good uh, representation today of what the modern family truly is. 
embracing things into their home that are detrimental to their own children and to the development of their own children. Hey, listen, mom, stand up and, and, and keep, uh, keep a watch, uh, keep a, keep a, a watch on the wall and, and look and say, hey, there's, there's things that are not going to get into my home. There's things that are not going to get into my kids' heads. Uh, there's things that I'm not going to allow them to be influenced by. I'm going to make sure that these young people see some real faith that makes a difference in their lives. We need that today. Have a real walk with God. Have a real sincere relationship with your husband. Have a real sincere relationship with your husband. You have a husband today, if God's blessed you with that, that's a gift from God. And don't take it for granted. And by the way, listen this morning, have a real relationship. You know what young people need to see? That marriage is still something that's important. That marriage is still something to value. That marriage is still something that's special. That marriage is still worth waiting for. It's worth waiting for. What do we see in the world today? It's not worth waiting for. It's a matter of compatibility. It's not a matter of God's command. It's not a matter of God's commission. It's not a matter of God's ordination. Uh, It's not a matter of God's uh, uh, organization. It is all a matter of what God's doing today. And what do they need to see? Moms and dads that love each other. That love each other. You know, one day your kids are going to, you saw the video, they're going to leave. They're going to leave. And you know, it's going to be mom and dad. It's going to be husband and wife. You better have a solid relationship. This whole staying together for the kids thing is, 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 is a joke. I mean, we don't stay together for the kids. We stay together because we are in love. Because we love each other. And, and they need to know that. I mean, the kids need to know there is no security that you could provide any better in your home than to children that they know that mom and dad love each other and are inseparable. That there's nothing that's going to get between, not even them, because they're going to try. But not even them, unseparable. I mean, it's, it's mom and dad in love with God, in love with each other, in love with God's Word, in love with the church, and it's real. I mean, it's real. That's what we need. We, we, we are not getting it done with the facades of today. We're not getting done with the, with the fakes of today. Uh, we need the real deal. We don't just need religion. We need real relationships, authentic relationships, real relationship with, uh, with God. Moms, real relationship with your husband. Real relationships with your kids. Real relationships with your kids. You know what? We need authentic relationships with our children. I'm afraid that we've gone and we've allowed replacement relationships in our kids' lives. There's, this is not time, mom and dad, to vacate your children's lives. And, and by the way, the older they get, the more they need you. Not the less they need you. Oh, they may not need you to feed them and change their diaper anymore. But they need you more than ever for instruction and direction. They need you more than... And by the way, they think they don't need you. And that's what the biggest problem is. They may think at this point they got it made. They don't need your instruction. But they need it more than ever. Uh, At 18 years old, I, I almost made some of the greatest mistakes of my life. But because of mom and dad, I didn't make those mistakes. Without, without a godly mother, I could have made those mistakes. I could have married wrong. I could have went into the wrong career. I could have went into the wrong place. I would have got out of the will of God if it wasn't for mom. 
If it wasn't for dad, if it wasn't for them saying, hey, hey, listen, remember, this is the direction that we're going in. Remember what God said. And by the way, because they had a real relationship with God and with each other and with me, it mattered in my life. Come on, that's what we need today. Uh, you know, you know, there's going to be folks that come in uh, and uh, they'll come in lost and they'll not know how to have a, a, a real marriage or they'll not know how to have real relationships with their kids and, and they'll not know how to have a real relationship and walk with the Lord. You know where they're supposed to learn that? Here inside the church house. And the only way they can learn that is if people in here are modeling it. I'm afraid that sometimes... Uh, a pastor scratched their head and say, well, I wonder why uh, God's not sending the people in. Because if he sent them in, they wouldn't be any better off. You say, what are you talking about? Well, what is the church supposed to be? The church is supposed to teach and train the people of God to live godly lives. The church is supposed to teach moms and dads to be godly moms and dads. The church is supposed to teach and educate children to obey their parents. The church is supposed to educate and strengthen the home. Without that, hey, listen, my family would have been a wreck without that. I wouldn't know my wife without that today. My in-laws were, were, not, were not good in their relationship until Christ entered in. My, my, da- my, my wife, their daughter, had not been born yet. They were thinking about divorce. I'm not embarrassing them this morning. This is their testimony. They were taking that step. They had one son. They had not yet had my wife yet. And uh, they, were, they were ready to separate. They had had enough. They had had enough with trying to make it work in the world. And they got tired. And you know what? What happened was my father-in-law accepted Christ as his Savior. Made all the difference in the world. He got saved. My mother-in-law started to look at him. I wonder if that's real. I wonder if this is just another fling, just another kick, just another thing that he's on. You know, I wonder if that's a real thing. She saw he got the real thing, and then she got saved. And when she got saved, boy, the rest is the, changed the whole direction of the home, changed the whole direction of the family. I have my wife today and my family today because of Christ. Because of a mom and dad who decided that God was important in their home and that they needed God. I'm thankful for that. You know, that would have happened in my family. My dad and mom, they had to make a decision. They had to make a decision. My dad had to make a decision between career and God. And he chose God. And I'm glad he chose God for my sake. I'm glad he chose God for my sake. I'm not saying that for every dad it's going to be that way. You don't always have to choose between God and career. Be thankful if you don't this morning. Be thankful if you can have both. But sometimes it comes down to it where you have to make a choice between God and family and career. And he chose God and family. And by the way, in his profession, that was not the popular thing. In his profession, it was walk away from family, walk away from God and have career. That was the pressure in his profession. Make money. It was all about money. And by the way, that's the same thing today. It's not all about money. It's about family. It's about church. It's about walk in relationship with God. Let's get back to the main things, because if not, we're going to lose America. We're, we're, going to lose, we're going to lose our churches today without strong families, moms and dads. Real moms aren't fake. Number two, real moms have faith. Real moms have faith. Faith that makes a difference in your life. You say, what are you talking about? 
You say, you say, what do you mean makes a difference in my life? In other words, if you have faith, people should be able to see it. People should be able to see it. Uh, how do we know that? Because if we look at Hebrews chapter number 11, God calls it attention to some people's lives in the Old Testament and says, look at their faith. And, you know, we can see it just on paper without interacting with their lives. Had we interacted with them, we would have seen their faith. But he says, hey, look, look at these people's faith. How did we see their faith? By the decisions they made. By the decisions they made. Mom, we're going to know you have faith by how you make decisions. By how you make decisions. A faith-based decision is not the same as a logic-based decision. We understand that, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't always make sense with the Lord to us. And by the way, can I say this? It is God's prerogative that it doesn't always have to make sense to us. But that we are obedient to Him nonetheless. What we need is a church of the living God one uh, 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 today, the pillar and ground of the truth today, that has a group of people together collectively saying, we will be obedient to God's Word. We will obey God. If we won't do that together, we will never have unity, God's blessing, and God will not build His church here. Because God has promised to build His church, but God will build His church, not if we try to take the reins and don't give Him His lordship. You say, what are you talking about? Well, does God deserve to be Lord of our lives? Does God deserve to be Lord of your life? Because I, I, I'm afraid that there's too much in, in this day of Christians who are saying, well, yes, Jesus, but it's my life. No, no, no. Then you haven't read the Bible. Because the Bible says you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit because they are God's. So here's the thing. It is not my life. It is not your life. It is God's life. And I'm to give him preeminence in my life and, and say, hey, Lord, it's your life. What do you want me to do? Faith-based decisions make a difference for eternity. Logic-based decisions don't make an eternal difference. They may make a short-term temporal difference. But let's be honest, a lot of times when we don't make a decision with God at, at the leadership, at the helm... We will sacrifice the eternal on the altar of the immediate. We, we, will, we will say, well, I want happiness now, and I'm not willing to wait long term to what God wants me uh, for me to have, because it takes work to get to where God wants us to be. It's not a one-and-done type thing. Uh, uh, hey, listen, if you accepted Christ as your Savior, you entered into a life, not just a one-time decision. You entered into a life. Uh, when you got baptized, if you remember, I always say this when I baptize someone. I, I say, baptize in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, buried in likeness of His death, raised to walk in newness of life. And uh, I always ask this question to people I baptize. Have you been saved? Yes. Are you going to live for Him and serve Him? Yes. And by the way, if you've been baptized here, you answered those questions, you said Yes. You said, I'm going to live for God, and I am going to serve God. You made that commitment. But it's so sad sometimes. You see people uh, uh, baptized, and they never come back to church. You know what that says to me? They weren't serious about their decision. They weren't being real. Because if we're real, we'll stick. If we're real, we'll stay. If we're real, 
it'll show over time. Come on, decisions made today, the authenticity of that decision will be proven in time. How do we know that? Well, uh, my wife and I are about to have our anniversary. And uh, we're, we're about to enter into how many years of marriage? Do you know? I'm glad she knows. She said, she said it feels like a lifetime. Twelve. Twelve years ago, I told her, I will love, honor, cherish you till death do us part. Well, twelve years later... I'm still here. But I hope it's not we're just here. You understand? It's got to be more than just existing. It's got to be living. We're living. We're living together. We are one life. The Bible says we are one flesh. You're one flesh, husband and wife. In other words, you can't make a decision without him because you're one flesh. She, you, you can't make a decision without her because you're one flesh. And you're supposed to be together that way. And uh, it's supposed to be a picture. It's supposed to be a picture of God and His church. Of the relationship that God the Father has with His bride, the church. That's why it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it. Real moms aren't fake. Unfeigned, sincere, genuine, real. Real moms have faith. Faith that makes a difference in your life. Faith that makes a difference in your family's life. In your family's life. You know, I think uh, we should take responsibility for our own families, don't you? In other words, uh, I'm not saying to my children, you know what, um, whatever you think, you know, whatever you feel like you, you, you want to do, you know, that, that's okay. I don't want to stifle your creativity. Well, I want to stifle whatever creativity that is contrary to the Word of God. Well, they're underneath my responsibility. Because my job is to protect them. You don't say to a child when they go to run in the street, I don't want to stifle your creativity. You say, if I love you, I want to protect you. Because love protects, does it not? And love protects, especially when someone's in a position of responsibility that can see more than what that other person can see. In other words, for your children... Hey, listen, mom and dad, uh, 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 for your children, there's never a time in their life where you say, well, it's okay, they're just going through a phase. Sin is not a phase. Sin is destructive. Don't allow those phases. I understand there's changes of life and adolescence and the teenage years and all those things. And I understand with those come challenges. And I'm not saying they're not challenging. And I'm going to go through my fair share of them just like you are or if you are already or have. Some of you I can see on your face. You already have. But what I am saying is that with God, it's possible. And what God wants us to do is not negate our responsibility. He wants us to step up to that responsibility and fulfill it. But we can only do that with His power and strength. That's why it's so important, Mom, that you're right with God. That's why it's so important that your sins confess, that you have a good relationship with the Lord, that you have a good relationship with those that are without, that you have a good testimony, so you can make that influence. If your children know you for a besetting sin, you need to change that. I hope, listen, your teenage daughter should not know you as a gossip, Mom. Your your teenage daughter should not know you as a drama queen, Mom. I just say, Mom, I don't understand why they're so dramatic. 
I have a little bit of an understanding. If you gave me a little time, I might be able to talk to you about that. But sometimes that's, and by the way, it's not just ladies that are dramatic, I've found. Some ladies are a little bit more level-headed. But what I'm saying is this morning is that, you know, we need to be known for our faith in our home. We need to be known for uh, what is good in our home. Real moms aren't fake. Real moms have faith. How about this? Real moms go further. Real moms go further. You say, what are you talking about? Well, if we go back to 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and look at this. The influence that Timothy's mother and grandmother had on his life was not just a temporary influence. It was an influence that brought him not just to salvation, but that kept him and made him a faithful man. Come on. Isn't that what we want? Isn't the end result? I mean, if you have children, if you're a mother, you have children. I understand something. Moms want their kids to turn out good. They want their kids. And by the way, we've got to have better, uh, we've got to have better goals than, well, I just don't want them to go to jail and stay off drugs. Because I've heard parents say that. Well, as long as they're not in jail and they're not on drugs, you know, well, that's success. Just not in jail and not on drugs, that's success. I think we, we, have, uh, we have lowered the, the standard here. Because I don't want just my kids not to be on drugs and to stay in a prison. I, I do want those things. Don't get me wrong. But, but those, are not, those are not my highest goals for their life. You know, my, my highest goals for them is, that, well, I hope they graduate from high school. I hope they don't drop out. They're not dropping out. I may drop on them, but they, they, they're, 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 they're not dropping out. They're, they're not doing that. Uh, and uh, uh, you know what you say? You understand? I understand what I'm saying today, and I understand that, that I'm making a commitment before a public group of people. I'm not saying what I'm saying lightly. I am saying what I'm saying, but with God's help, I believe that we can accomplish that as a family. And I believe we can, we can see them enter into the will of God for their life successfully if I fulfill my role as a father and my wife fulfills her, her role as a mother. I believe that because I believe God blesses obedience and I believe God blesses faith. You say, what are you talking about? Well, I believe, get this, we talk about Timothy. There is no first and second book of Eunice. There, there is no first and second book of Lois. And I'm not saying that I think there should be, but I'm saying there's no first and second book of Timothy without Eunice. There's no first and second book of Timothy without Lois. Without those dear ladies of God, there wouldn't be a Timothy. Without those dear ladies of God, there wouldn't be an influence of Paul in Timothy's life. Because those dear ladies of God in their faithfulness made a difference that went farther than what the influences of this world go. Because we need to realize that what we are doing uh, with God's help and in, in, in being obedient to God goes further than what they're doing. It goes further than the ways of this world. Because you know what the devil wants? The devil wants destruction as quickly as he can possibly bring it in all of our lives. As quickly as he possibly can. What does God do? God wants us to go through this life and live our life to his honor, to his glory. That when he calls us home, we hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
It doesn't say, well, well done, thou good and faithful pastor of thousands. It just says faithful servant. Faithful servant. In other words, I'm going to do and I'm going to fulfill the roles that God has called me to. And I'm going to do that not just to the best of my ability because I think that's a cop-out. The best of my ability is not going to get it done. The best of my knowledge and education is not going to get it done. What this church needs for a pastor is a pastor that has God's power. In order for that to happen, I need to be right with God. In order for that to happen, I need to be in the book. In order for that to happen, I need to study. I need to have faith. I need, and I believe that that's what God wants here when it comes to my role. And I believe if I don't fulfill that role, that God will fill it with somebody else. I believe that. Because the church is built on Christ, not me. And so what I'm saying is to you, hey, mom and dad, your role's important. Don't let anybody else fill it. Not a best friend. Hey, BFFs, don't fill mom and dad roles. Come on. If the BFF is breaking the mom and dad relationship, the BFF needs to go. Needs to go. If the friend relationships, the social relationships are breaking down the eternal relationships that are going to make a long-term difference, hey, they may not be mature enough, even though they're 15, 16 years old, to to say, I need to cut off this relationship because it's not spiritually healthy for me. But if it is not spiritually healthy for them, hey, mom and dad, step into the role. Fulfill the role. Don't negate it. Don't back out of it. I mean, be who God made you to be. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Because here's the thing. Nobody else is answering to God for my family but me. Me. Nobody else is answering to God for your family but you. Nobody else, as long as I pastor this church, is accountable to God for this church. I am. So, you know what decisions I have to make need to please Him, need to honor Him. And I understand that every time I make a decision to please Him, it does not always please everybody in the room. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because what is best for us is what the decision needs to be made. Come on, Mom and Dad, have you ever made a decision that your kids didn't like? You know, Mom, that broccoli decision the other night might not have went over so good. Hey, Mom, that... You're not going out of the house wearing that decision might not have gone over so good. Hey, hey, you're, you're, not, you're not going to live that way might not always go over so well. But you know what? I'll tell you this today. As a young man who heard those words from mom and dad, she never said, young lady, you're never leaving the house like that. Never told me that. <laughs> but some of the decisions that my mom made, my dad had to make, I wasn't always happy with. But I'll tell you today, I'll say thank you, thank you, thank you for making that decision. Because if you didn't make that decision, I could have I train wrecked my life. And I was too stupid to know. I was too foolish to know, but I'll thank him. And you know what some kids will say today? I wish my mom, I wish my dad, I, I wish they would have made that decision. I, I wish they would have pushed me a little bit more. I wish they would have been a little bit. Don't make the same mistakes your mom and dad made. They let you do too much. Don't let, the, don't let your kids do too much. Hey, take, fulfill the role. They didn't love you the way they should love you. Well, love your kids like the way you should love. You say, well, I never had a good example. This is where we learn it, isn't it? 
We stick our nose in the Word of God. We, we get into the preaching of God's Word. We get around men and women of God uh, who are modeling uh, faith and, and, and it's real and it's authentic. And, and we come and we say, well, that's what I want. That, that's the kind of marriage I want. Uh, that, that's the kind of family I want. That, that's the kind of dad I want to be. That, that's the kind of mom I want to be. My, my parents both grew up in broken homes. Their moms and dads divorced one another. They did all kinds of horrible things. They were a bad example to them. And they came into the church of the living God and they they learned from the church how to be a dad. And they learned from a church how to be a mom. And they were broken when they came here. But God put the pieces together and gave them a family that loves God and can serve God. Hey, it's still possible today. It's not easy, but it's possible. It's not going to happen if we're not real. We've got to be real. The kids know what that means today, don't they? Keep it real. Keep it real. It is the anthem of our day. They're just trying to keep it real. But they're not. They're not. Because if we're keeping it real, it's unfeigned. It's sincere. It's not fake. It's not fake. It's faith. And it goes farther than anything, any tactic, 12-step philosophy book that you could read from a psychologist. Any, this works. It works. It's proven. It's proven the test of time. It can work in your home. But you know what it takes? It takes a mom that says... I'm going to be what God wants me to be. Not for everybody else, but before the Lord. If everybody else does something different, I'm okay. I, I will do what because my family matters. And I love God. And I want to make a difference for eternity. First ministry is your family. First ministry. I lose my family, I don't have a ministry. First ministry. So here's the thing. Let's keep it real. Moms, be real. Dads, be real. Kids, be real. We come to an altar, let's be real. We've, we sing a song, let's be real. We give in the offering plate, let's be real. Whatever it is that we do here, we can go through the motions, we can have tradition, we can go through the service order, or we can just be real. I want real church. How about you? Father, I pray. You help us this morning to be real. I pray for these moms. God, I didn't say it was easy. I'm not up here. Uh, God's sounding away this morning because I think that what uh, I'm preaching about is easy. But I'm hoping, God, that with some, uh, some of the uh, inspiration that the Word of God gives and some of the conviction that the Holy Spirit gives, that some moms will say this morning, I'm going to stop being fake. I'm going to be real. That some moms who are being real say, I'm going to keep, keep being real. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to be known in my house as a, as, a, as a gossip or as a troublemaker, as a drama. I'm going to be known in my house as a real woman of faith to my husband and to my family. And it, it's going to matter there before it matters outside. I think, I think part of the problem is we're, we're so worried about what everybody else in the church thinks about us before we're worried about what our husband and our kids think about us. And if we just fulfill our God-given roles, we'd be real.
Hey, the devil's going to throw everything. Your flesh is going to throw every excuse as to why you cannot do this. He may call you a failure. He may accuse you. He may. But here's the thing. There's mercy and forgiveness at the foot of the cross. Come make things right with God and then leave a different person. Say, God, I am not going to pick this sin back up. I, I am not going to negate my responsibility, my role. My marriage is till death through his part. My relationship with my kids is going to be real. I'm not just going to bide my time and fulfill the time that they have in the house when they come from school to when they go to bed. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to have real relationship real relationship with them. Or I'm going to engage in their, in their life. I'm going to lead, not expect them to lead in relationship. I'm going to lead. And I'm going to lead them to a place I know that God is going to be pleased with their life. Father, I pray you give us the courage this morning to be real.